Welcome to another session of Winning Words, where we speak life to influence others. This is Ross Jelseth, your host, and today we are going to speak to this topic. Effective organizations have effective process. Effective organizations have effective process. So here we go. First of all, people and human nature, the vast majority of people, love to follow winners. They love to relate. They love to connect. They measure themselves even with effectiveness. And organizations that are effective, that are successful, that are winning, particularly over time, those are the organizations that people recognize quickly and they hang on to. Jim Collins, two decades ago, wrote a book that became a bestseller called Built to Last. And it was a study that Jim Collins did on effective organizations, effective companies, and why is it that they lasted? Because they were built to last. And part of their framework, part of their structure as organizations, including how the people within the organizations functioned, was a perfect example of effective process. So let me outline five areas of effective process. That effective, i.e. winning, successful, long-standing organizations or businesses have. The first is mission. They, organizations that are effective, know their mission. Everybody in the organization knows it. Now, what is mission? Mission is what it is that an organization does to influence and impact others. Whether that's selling automobiles or providing medical care or providing financial services or providing some type of society's needs, so to speak, through a nonprofit agency. Today, much of our country struggled with homelessness. What organizations are attacking homelessness? So mission is how an organization influences and makes impact on the people and the culture, the community around them. Mission is so important because when people come to join that organization, for example, as employees or as volunteers or in the nonprofit sector, missional organizations depend upon financial support from their community. The community has to know very well the mission of the organization. So mission is at the forefront. The organization has a mission, they know their mission, and they work at their mission. The second area is vision. Vision sells. 
part of people's infatuation with an organization or with a person is the awareness of where is that person going. When it comes to voting for somebody for office, for example, or when it comes to appointing a person to leadership with an organization, vision is fundamental to win beneath the wings, so to speak. Because when people know a leader or an organization's vision, the vision is simply a picture through the front windshield of where the organization is going. What is the plan for its future? What influence and what impact will that organization, that business, that for-profit, that non-profit, that person, that group of people, vision is what it is that they holistically see as the future of what they're doing. What's the future of their mission, so to speak? Where is that organization going to be in delivery of its product? Are they going to be at the very best, the pinnacle of delivery of that product? Or are they going to be in the middle of the mountain, so to speak? Or are they going to be in the valley? What's the vision? Vision sells. People buy vision because they sense that that organization, that business, that person is going to be around, so to speak. The third component that's so important to organizational effectiveness, one of the key processes is strategic planning. The organization knows its mission, they have a vision, but they also have taken the time to engage people in strategic planning, creating strategic initiatives, creating strategic steps in their future, whereby which they will accomplish their vision, whereby which they will grow, whereby which they will improve. And strategic planning, the essence of that process, is well done. The organization assesses where it has been and where it currently is. And based upon that awareness, that's a key step, to take the time to evaluate where the organization has been, where the organization is at its current time. And then with that assessment and that awareness, project ahead. Three to five years is quite typically the time frame. And answer the question, what steps should this organization be taking within that defined window of time? It's not an exact science when I say defined. It's a window of time approximation three to five years. But within that time frame, what are the sequential steps that the organization wants to take that will advance the mission, accomplish the vision, and real frankly, leave the organization in a better position five years from now than they are right now? Strategic planning is also a function of bringing key stakeholders together and bringing them together and saying, we want your input. We want your awareness of the fact we're creating a strategic plan. We want your expertise, so to speak. We want your insights 
And we want you to help us shape these strategic initiatives that will be within a strategic plan. For example, a strategic plan, when it's completed, typically has four or five, maybe six different areas of emphasis. Within each emphasis area are goals and objectives. How do they get to those goals and objectives? They get there by asking themselves the questions. What are the best doing? What could we be doing? What would be available to us that would be a next step for us? What would be a significant uh, improvement based upon what our pattern's been in the past? And then letting sometimes 25 to 30 people come into the organization and be a part of strategic planning. And over the course of a four or five month period of time, let that group of stakeholders, people that have a, a vested interest in the organization or in the, the business, let them weigh in and give insights. From that, glean the best ideas, put them on paper, let the ownership group, let the board of directors, let the executive leadership team weigh in together and come up with the best of the best ideas and then put them into the plan. And part of the plan is a calendar. What's the highest priority? What should come first? What's the next most progressive step we could be taking? What are we positioned to do now? What are we going to be positioned to do in 2026, for example? Sequentially, putting these priorities onto a piece of paper and then embellishing them by the input that we've gotten from these stakeholders, defining what the highest priorities are, put them in a sequential order, so to speak. Strategic planning done well becomes a map, not only for its board of directors and for its owners, but it also becomes a day-to-day guideline for activity. What is it in 2023 that the strategic plan calls for? It calls for action in key initiative areas. What does 2024 call for? That might be actions taken in different strategic priorities than in 2023, built upon 2023, but different than. So each year is sequential, but each year gives leadership, day-to-day leadership of the organization and employees awareness. This is what we're working towards. We are using a planning mechanism to accomplish our mission and to reach our continued front view vision. So strategic planning is the third element. The fourth element then, once we have mission, we have vision, we have plan, and the key thing with all three, there are no secrets. Mission needs to be emphasized every day to the team. Vision needs to be emphasized by leadership. Where are we going this month? We've analyzed the last quarter and these are some changes we're making. These are adjustments in process. These are adjustments in our deliverables. And then, as we talked about strategic planning, 
Every one of those processes need to be communicated, emphasized, lived out, so to speak, spoken to. There are no secrets when it comes to mission, vision, and plan. People need to know the organization. And you know what's interesting is when for-profits or non-profits do mission well, they do vision well, and they do strategic planning well, people recognize those organizations as healthy, vibrant, going to be around type of organizations. They're viewed as solid, strong leaders in the community of deliverables, so to speak. So with those three pieces in place, then there's a four-letter word that some people feel is not a favorite word, but it's reality. And the fourth phase, the fourth process that effective organizations have is simply an ability, an infatuation with, and a love to work. Leadership is willing to work. Employees within the organization is willing to work. Owners are willing to work. Everybody has a role to play. Everybody knows their role. And most importantly, it's a lot like the analogy of a farmer planting a crop or a homeowner planting flowers or planting vegetables. There's process involved called work. Part of work is another four-letter word called time. You just don't throw a seed in the ground and hope it becomes a plant, hope it bears fruit or bears flowers. Instead, here's some logical steps when it comes to work. That little example. First of all, if somebody is going to plant a fruit tree, hoping they get fruit, or they're going to plant a flower of some type, their hope is going to bear flowers, beautiful flowers. But it starts with preparing the soil, making sure the soil is well tilled, the soil is moist, the soil is warm, where the seed can germinate. The germinated seed sprouts and then becomes a plant, becomes a fruit tree. It starts with a sprout. Then, as that plant is emerging out of the soil, person has to work it. They've got to keep weeds away. They've got to keep the soil loose. They've got to make sure the, the seed and, the, and the, the little seedling, so to speak, is watered so there's adequate amount of moisture. They've got to make sure it's protected so that as it grows taller, it doesn't break itself over, so to speak, from wind, things of that nature. The point is, all that takes time and takes continued diligence on the part of the person who wants the fruit. The other part of the continued work is the care for the plant, care for the tree, meaning spraying with insecticides or pesticides to keep, to keep disease away or insects away. Sometimes, over the course of a year, it takes pruning 
of the growth that shouldn't be a part of the plant or the tree. Sometimes in the first year, in the first few months, flowers come. Sometimes with a fruit tree, the fruit doesn't come until the second year. That's two years worth of work and diligence of taking care of that one plant that's become a tree waiting for fruit. All of that is an example of work. And mission, vision, planning are all processes that effective organizations use. But effective organizations, for-profit, business, small or large, and or nonprofits, and or people that aspire to leadership, my opinion, Ross Jelseth, humbly speaking, is that work is a necessary ingredient for any type of effectiveness. If it's easy, anybody can do it, but it really doesn't have much value. I have a good friend of mine, Jerry Corum, my best friend, for many, many years, has had a very successful run as an automobile dealer. Started out selling cars himself, grew the business, expanded it. 50 plus years of work in the car business. 50 plus years of getting up morning after morning after morning, dressing to represent Corum Automotive Group, being on the showroom to meet customers, being in the shop to visit with customers, being in the community to promote Corum Automotive Group. I'm sure you can think of examples, but these companies that are built, that were built to last in Jim Collins' best-selling book, those were companies that one of the processes they had in place was a built-in work culture. The people were not afraid to work, W-O-R-K. So I would offer to you that work is one of the key elements, the key processes. And unfortunately, as I said a few moments ago, too many people stop their opportunity to be effective, to be successful, because you know what? The work gets the best of them. They don't really have the drive to continue with diligence day after day. They're not real frankly willing to pay the price. And effectiveness does not just happen. One of my favorite expressions, and those of you who have been on this podcast listened to me in the past, is this, we get better or worse every day, we never get the same. Well, work ethic really becomes a function of everyday growth, everyday stepping up, everyday discipline to keep doing the little things well. I've found that if people do the little things well, the big things come. But if you're not taking care of the little things, the big things do not come. The title of this podcast is Effective Organizations Have Effective Process. And one of those processes that gets engaged in, 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 in gets indoctrinated into the people in the organization is this work ethic. So work is the fourth. 
Mission, vision, plan, work. The fifth process that effective organizations have is what we call the assess or evaluate or measure. You use whatever word you want. But effective organizations have built-in process that's a part of their dynamic called assessing what they're doing, measuring, evaluating. There's the, there's the statement that what gets measured gets done. So if people in the organization know they're going to be evaluated, they're likely to do that process. They're likely to be engaged. They're likely to give it their best. Why? Because they know they're going to be evaluated. Human nature, most people want to be affirmed. They want to be caught doing well. Well, effective organizations have assessment or evaluation built into their culture. The other way to look at assessment and evaluation is to measure progress over defined periods of time. In business, for example, monthly or quarterly reports which show activity and data over time. It's so important that that data is evaluated, not just, well, we made a quarter million dollars more this last year, or in the last quarter, we showed an increase by 4% in sales. Those two statements, the fact that the organization made a quarter million dollars more or that the increased sales by 4%, there's a measurable there, so that's good. However, further study of the data, in the first case, why did the organization show a $250,000 increase in revenue? Was it a product? Was it an, a happening in the community that caused the increase? Or was it sustained? 12 months in a row, increase, increase, increase. You could argue that, you know what, they're doing some things right. Why? Because they're getting a pattern of success. In other words, they're assessing their data and they're seeing that month after month after month, they're getting better. But that's where it takes the assessment of the data. Assessment includes leaders assessing what they're doing, evaluating. It includes second level leaders that report to the leader of the organization, assessing and evaluating what they're doing. It also includes employees within the organization, how they're doing, what they're doing, do they have the tools they need and so on. So the point is, Assessing, evaluating, and measuring becomes a process. And that process is disciplined as well. So we don't assess, evaluate, or measure once in a while. We do so on a consistent, defined basis. And one of the things that I've learned, having been the head of organizations in my lifetime, is Evaluation over time is a great teaching tool. By that I mean, what did 2022 bring? What did 2021 bring? What did 2020 bring? What did 2019 bring? Studying three to four years worth of data, I found 
to be a great indicator to me of the the success patterns that our organization has had and or studying data over three years to me just like getting bids on a process if you get two bids you got one one low one high one low but you don't really know uh where's the consistency three bids typically helps better define all the bids same is true with data in terms of assessment when i look at things over three years and i encourage people to look at it in that way there's more to be learned because there's an established time frame and there's repetition of process over three years and we have a chance to glean or to learn from each of those years we see a bigger picture so to speak and i go back to this idea of vision knowing what your success pattern has been and or lack thereof there's no guarantee helps define the vision moving forward it helps define the plan moving forward so to wrap this up what have we talked about today we've talked about effective organizations having effective processes effective process what are those what's that process look like one they have a defined mission they know their mission they have a vision where they're going they've communicated that vision people know where that organization or that team is headed we're going to win the championship we're not just going to show up we're going to win the championship what a difference what a vision what a difference effective organizations have a process called strategic planning they've taken the time to plan effectively effective organizations give themselves time to work their plan they are not afraid to work they realize that work is a necessary component and the last is effective organizations are assessing and evaluate and measuring what they're doing and most importantly they're learning from their assessment they're learning from their evaluation they're making adjustments accordingly so you want to be an effective organization you want to be an effective leader a nonprofit or for profit you want to grow i would offer to you five different processes that you need within your toolbox one mission two vision three a plan four work it and five assess or evaluate or measure I hope this has been helpful to you. This is part of my life's learnings and part of my passions. Part of my drive in life is to help organizations and people improve themselves. And part of that is knowing what are the effective process that need to be undertaken to move the dime so to speak, to make it to the next level, to achieve at a higher uh, ratio. to be the champion so to speak to be the best to be around 10 years from now 20 years from now to be making a difference with their mission with their influence and their impact thanks for being with us today as we've talked about winning words speaking life to influence other a 
effective organizations have effective process. Thanks again. God's very best to you.